direct from outer space. It's Mary Farfisa's Outer Space Radio Theater. What you doing, Mary? I'm writing an essay for Mrs. Menlo's class. Ooh, what's it about? We have to write about something unexpected and exciting that happened to us. Well, that should be easy for you. What unexpected and exciting thing are you going to write about? I'm not sure yet. I'm having a hard time picking something. How about when we traveled back in time to recover the marvelous music box of Moxo Boxo? Maybe. How about the time I kept my library book out too long and we had to run away from the crone regime? I thought of that too. Or how about the time on Never Ever Ever when Sleepy the lullaby put the whole forest to sleep and no one, including me, could wake up again? That was unexpected and exciting too. I just don't know which one I should write about. I know. How about the time, just a couple of weeks ago, when Handyman Howe showed up here at our inflatable space house? Oh, yeah. That was unexpected. And it was exciting, too. Remember how the three of us went to look for the toolbox? That incredible vehicle he rides around space in? Right, because it had disappeared and he wanted us to help him find it. And how we crash-landed on that asteroid, and how strange things got, and how we almost didn't make it back alive? Yeah, that was really exciting. So there you go. Write about that. Thanks, Frisco. I will write about that. The other kids in Mrs. Menlo's class will like that one. I'll bet, especially the part with the robot baboons in ballet tutus. Right, okay. Now I'm ready to start. Let's see. I was in my room playing my guitar when something very unexpected and very exciting happened. I heard a sound outside. Something was approaching from outer space. What song does a star sing when it's all by itself? What sound does a comet make when it's flying around? And did you know that the sun enjoys playing the drums? And did you know that the moon has a favorite tune? Well, you might think that I'll space is a quiet place but there's a melody in all that astronomy I roam through galaxies looking for sounds that interest me there's too many to mention just pay attention Songs and sounds, music and noise Can be as much fun as a box full of toys Songs and sounds, music and noise I'll catch them all with my lasso 
to you. I'm Mary Farfisa. Frisco, there's a space taxi outside. I see it, Mary. And wait till you see who's in it. Handyman How, what are you doing here? And why are you in a space taxi? Hello, Mary. Hello, Frisco. There have been some unusual developments of late, resulting in my visit and my modest means of transportation. Come in, Handyman How, and tell us about it. Oh, thank you, Mary. Ah, an inflatable space house. It's rather cozy. Must be a job to blow it up, though. It is. Is something wrong, Handyman How? Of course something's wrong. Something's always wrong. But as you know, it's my job to put those things right again. It's just that this time I need your help. You probably haven't heard of Handyman How. He's a very unusual person. He never stays in one place for long. That's because he's needed all over the universe. Handyman How is something like a repairman, something like a scientist, and a lot like a magician. He looks like a magician. He wears elegant suits and a big cape, and he has silver hair combed up into two points at the top of his head. His job is fixing all the things that go wrong in the universe. Not the little things, the big things. Like when gravity gets the hiccups, or time catches a cold. Achoo. When things like that happen, it's time for Handyman Howe to go to work. His motto is, when the universe needs fixing, it's time to call Handyman How. That's Handyman How. Not Handyman Where, not Handyman Why, and definitely not Handyman Who. Handyman How travels the galaxies in an amazing vehicle called the Toolbox. Why is it called the Toolbox? Because that's where he keeps all his tools. And even though it's a spaceship, it looks just like a toolbox. Except it's big enough for people to ride in, and it has a door on the side of it to go in and out of. Handyman Howe's tools are amazing, and they can do incredible things. He has the sonic hammer, the sonic wrench, the sonic saw, and the sonic pliers. Once I asked him if he had a sonic screwdriver, and he said, Sonic screwdriver? Don't be ridiculous. Handyman Howe also has an assistant, a not very likable girl named Jane Sarah. That's Sarah with an exclamation point. She says that the exclamation point is her trademark. Jane Sarah is very hard to get along with, but she is very smart, and Handyman Howe says she's a very good assistant. Jane Sarah doesn't like me because she thinks I tried to take her job, which I didn't. I've come here today, Mary, because I have a problem. What kind of problem, Handyman Howe? I'm afraid that Jane Sarah has been kidnapped. And what's the problem? Frisco. Are you afraid they'll give her back? Why do you think Jane Sarah's been kidnapped, Handyman Howe? Because the toolbox is missing, and Jane Sarah was in it just before it disappeared. The toolbox is gone too? Yes, 
Oh, don't be surprised. There are many forces in the universe and many dangerous beings who are always trying to get their hands or paws or feelers or tentacles or whatever on the toolbox. The toolbox is a mechanical marvel, you know, and whoever controls it wields enormous power. And it's gone? Yes. But what if something goes wrong in the universe? How can you fix it without your tools? This could be very bad. Well, it has happened before. Every once in a while, my enemies seize an opportunity and slip off with the toolbox. But I always find it and get it back. I'm more concerned about Jane Seurat. No one's ever stolen the toolbox with my assistant inside it. So your problem is how to get the toolbox back, but leave the thieves stuck with Jane Seurat. Be nice, Frisco. Oh, I know Jane Seurat can be abrasive, but she's a very capable assistant and not so bad if you get to know her. And besides, the types who would steal the toolbox from Handyman Howe are not the types you want to be kidnapped by. Why, the Pasifazulians are only one interplanetary species that would like nothing better than to have Jane Seurat for dinner. And I don't mean as a guest. Ooh, baked brat. Frisco, what can we do, Handyman Howe? How can we help you? I was hoping you would listen to space with that audio lasso of yours. People say that you're the best in the universe at plucking out faint sounds that have faded away. People say that? Yes. Oh, you're becoming quite well known all over space. Oh. And I imagine Briscoe, her space horse, is becoming famous as well. No, just her. Hmm. Anyway, I was hoping you would listen to space and see if you can pick up the sounds of the toolbox. It has a quite distinctive sound, as you recall. Yes, I remember what it sounds like. So perhaps you can listen for it and get an idea of where it's at or where it's going. Sure, Handyman Howe. And uh, after you do that, maybe Briscoe will fly us there to rescue Jane Seurat. Briscoe? Briscoe? I'm sorry, does the famous Mary Farfisa have a space horse? Frisco! Sure, we'll take you wherever you need to go, Handyman Hal. We don't want the toolbox in anyone's hands but yours. Most importantly, though, we have to rescue Jane Seurat. Oh, oh sure. sure. So I listened with my audio lasso, standing on the roof and twirling it above my head. And after a while, I heard traces of its strange engines far away in a not very well-known section of outer space. And a Mickey dot later, Handyman Howe and I climbed onto Briscoe's back, and we shot off into another adventure. Watch out for that comet, Briscoe! Oh, I see it. I've been dodging comets since I was a colt. I'm sorry. I'm just worried about Jane Seurat, and it's making me tense. Poor Jane Seurat. Who knows what could have happened to her? It, it's a dangerous job being an assistant to Handyman Howe. I'll bet. I don't know why you ever wanted the job. I give up. How did you find Jane Seurat anyway? Interesting choice of words, Briscoe. Because I literally did find her in a marketplace on the planet Zortbluff. 
but I had no idea she was a girl. N- no idea she was a girl? Why was that? Well, because she was still in her egg, of course. Egg? Yes. Oh dear, I forgot. I'm not supposed to talk about that. Jane Sirrah came out of an egg? <laughs> uh, yes. But forget I ever said that. She made me promise not to tell anyone. She's rather self-conscious about it. Hey, Briscoe, Jane Sirrah came out of an egg. How many times do you think Andy Man Howe tried to put her back in? That's enough, you two. It's not so unprecedented in the galaxies. People are born all kinds of ways. The Snuffleguarians of Sniffleplox sneeze their offspring out. (laughs) But Jane Sirrah hatched out of an egg? Yes. I was shopping on Chalabarbar for dinosaur eggs to incubate. It's a hobby of mine. I have a lovely dinosaur ranch on a little moon not too far from here. Anyway, I bought a crate full of eggs from a vendor there, and later I went to work hatching them. I got a Stumposaur, a Flipperdactyl, and a Stegoroceros. When I got to the last egg, I noticed it looked a little different. And the vendor had told me he had no idea where that one had come from. Well, imagine my surprise when the egg opened up and there was a girl inside it. Jane Sarah. She was very small and rather ill-tempered, but she seemed quite bright. She caught onto things in a flash. I've never been able to figure out just what sort of being she is or where she comes from. But she's been a remarkable assistant. Wow! Now, when we rescue her, you mustn't say a word of this. She thinks that hatching from an egg is a ridiculous way for a girl to enter the world. She'll be very angry if she knows I told you. I thought she was always angry. Well, she is. But if she knows that you two know she came out of an egg, she'll be even angrier. It was a long trip. It took us to parts of space that few space travelers ever go to. We passed by Bing Bong, the planet of living bells. We asked directions on Snarbarble, but that wasn't much help. (laughs) We narrowly avoided a saucer full of hostile scrudge munglers. And then, when we were in really uncharted territory, we saw a weirdly shaped asteroid bathing in waves of shimmering colored light. What is that? I've never seen anything like it. Oh, I have. That asteroid is emitting a field of Eno waves. Eno waves are caused by intense concentrations of robotic activity. It's quite an uncommon phenomenon. How fascinating. Fly a little closer, Briscoe. Are you sure it's safe? Oh, Enoways are harmless enough. What about the robotic activity? I'm curious about that. Let's just skim close enough to the surface to take a peek at what's going on. Oh, it's so beautiful. All these dancing, swirling colors. Yes, it's very pretty, but are you sure these Enoways are harmless? I'm losing power in my hoof jets. Uh-oh! Better pull out of the Eno field, Briscoe. I can't. My hoofs have lost too much power. Well, 
Uh, Eno waves do have certain effects on the more crude means of propulsion, I seem to recall. We were losing altitude fast, and as we got closer to the surface of the asteroid, we saw the robotic activity that was causing the Eno waves. Handyman, how? Do the effects of the Eno waves include hallucinations? No. Why? Because the surface of this asteroid seems to be covered with robot baboons in ballerina outfits. I see them too! Hundreds of dancing monkeys in ballet tutus! You don't see that every day, do you? Wait a minute, I think I know where we are! Tell us on the surface, Handyman Howe, after we crash land! Well, we've landed safely, but now we're in the middle of hundreds of robot ballerina baboons. Silly me. I quite forgot that I was traveling by means of a primitive space horse, not a marvelous contraption like the toolbox. Mary, my hoof jets are completely deactivated. I can't fly us out of here. Hmm. Yes, I do know this place. I think I was here in the toolbox once. A long, long time ago. Yes, the purplish sky, the orange hills, and those spiral-shaped rocks. Those are a dead giveaway. I would think the baboons in tutus would be a clue as well. Oh, yes, that too. Where are we, Handyman Howe? And what is this music that's playing? Mary Farfisa. A long, long time ago, the great composer Igor Stravinsky wrote an incredible ballet called The Rite of Springs. It was too demanding to be performed by dancers from any planet, so robot dancers were specially created to perform the brilliant ballet. They were designed to be reminiscent of the baboons Stravinsky had played with in his youth. But why are they gathering around us like this? Are they going to harm us? No, of course not. They'll merely try to make us dance with them. Why do they want us to dance with them? We're not ballerinas. That was one of the problems with their programming. They performed Starvinsky's ballet beautifully, but they could not distinguish between performers and audience. They insisted that everyone who saw their performance join in. That's why they were finally abandoned on this asteroid. But we have to get out of here. We can't stay and dance with them. We have to find the toolbox. Yes, and Jane Seurat. Um, yeah, and Jane Seurat. Anyway, don't worry. I'm Handyman Howe. I'm sure I can talk these simple creatures out of that. But, classmates, it turned out that Handyman Howe couldn't actually talk them out of that. The ballerina baboons didn't talk. They chattered and pushed and poked at us and kicked us with their little monkey toe shoes till we had to join in with them, dancing to the right of springs. Briscoe, my legs are getting tired. Mine too, but every time I try to stop dancing, these monkeys make me start again. How long will they make us do this, Handyman Howe? Till the right of spring stops playing. When will that be? How long is the right of springs? How long does it go on for? 
Now, don't be upset, but eternity. The Rite of Springs was composed to go on forever. You mean it doesn't stop ever? <laughs> That's right. It's a piece of music that never ends. It's like the last chord of Sergeant Pepper, Mary. But we can't dance forever, Handyman Howe. It may be all right for robots, but we're not cut out to dance that long. Right. And Briscoe's old. Nonsense. He, he's doing fine. And look at me. I'm over a gabillion years old, and I'm not even winded. He does a mean pirouette, too. You're over a gabillion years old, Handyman Howe? Certainly. Um, Handyman Howe, my teacher Mrs. Menlo says that a gabillion is not a real number, and we shouldn't use it. Really? How absurd. Going to school is all well and good, Mary Farvisa, but you can't believe everything you hear there. Of course, a gabillion is an imaginary number, but that doesn't mean it can't be useful. In fact, the number 23 gabillion has great cosmic significance. Okay, but anyway, if these ballerinas are going to make us dance forever, we're in real trouble. Oh, enough is enough. I need a rest. <laughs> Ow! Oh, oh, it's no use. They won't let us stop. I admit, this is a bit of a dire situation. It was just then that Briscoe heard something above the music. Listen, what's that sound? I know that sound anywhere. It's the toolbox. It is the toolbox. I can see it way up in the sky. And it's coming down fast. It's hovering in the air above our heads. And the door is opening. And look who's in it. Jane Sarah. That's Sarah with an exclamation point. Jane Sarah, did you escape from the kidnappers? What kidnappers? The ones who abducted the toolbox. And you too, of course. There were no kidnappers, and nobody stole your toolbox, handyman. But... Now, I'm the one who took the toolbox. But why? Because I wanted to. I thought it would be fun to be the one in charge. But you're no handyman. You're a fine assistant, but I'm Handyman Howe. You took Handyman Howe's toolbox? That was an awful thing to do. He's been so worried about you. And the toolbox doesn't belong to you. It belongs to Handyman Howe. Oh, look! It's Mary Farfisa and her pony! Briscoe, I see you didn't waste any time taking my job as soon as I was gone. <laughs> I haven't taken your job. Handyman Howe asked me and Briscoe to help find you because he thought you had been taken by Pasta Fazulians and maybe they were going to have you for dinner. Oh, I doubt that he was so worried about me. I think he just wanted his precious toolbox back. Now, Jane Sarah, that's absurd. Not that I would blame him. It is so much fun driving it around the universe. But why are you doing this, Jane Sarah? I thought you liked Handyman Howe. I thought you admired him. I do. That's why it is so much fun. It's fun being one step ahead of the finest mind in the universe. I was so bored before. Everything Handyman Howe and I had to do, we did. Very successfully. Where's the excitement in that? But now, with us pitted against each other, with only one of us can win, now that's, that's exciting. So you're not here to return the toolbox? No, 
Of course not. Then why are you here? Well, I'm not a monster. I'm here to help. Or haven't you noticed? You're being danced down to nothing by an asteroid full of robot baboons. <laughs> Jane Sarah, we'll need to discuss your, uh, plans for the future. But yes, at the present moment, it would be nice if you deployed some of the tools from the toolbox. The tools don't work for you anymore either, Handyman How? No, they work for whoever has the keys to the toolbox. Whoever has the keys can drive the toolbox, command the tools, and open the garage door. Let's see. Hmm. I think I'll use the sonic pliers for Handyman How, the sonic wrench for the pony, and the sonic tweezers for little helmet head. Hey! But Jane Sarah did as she said she would. The sonic pliers, the sonic wrench, and the sonic tweezers all flew out of the toolbox when she whistled for them. We were pulled out of the sea of dancing baboons, who were very upset to see us go. Then I threw my lasso around the doorknob of the toolbox, and Jane Sarah pulled me, Briscoe, and Handyman Howe through the Eno waves and back into space. I thought everything was all right now, and that Jane Sarah would let Handyman Howe have the toolbox back, and they would go their way, and Briscoe and I would go ours. But as soon as I ungrabbed my lasso from the toolbox, Jane Sarah announced that she hadn't changed her mind about giving the toolbox back to Handyman Howe. Jane Sarah, how can you do such a mean thing to Handyman Howe? I said I'm not a monster. I didn't say that I'm nice. That's so awful. Handyman Howe, can't you do something? Not at the moment. She's put the toolbox's force field up. There's nothing we can do to get through that. For now, I have to play her game. But see here, Jane Sarah, I insist that- No time to listen, Handyman Hal. I'm going shopping. Feel free to try and catch me. That'll make it all the more fun. But Jane Sarah- I'm not listening. Hey, Mary, this is quite a game Jane Sarah has hatched up. What? Hmm, I don't know, Briscoe. It sounds a little cracked to me. What did you say? What are you two snickering about? Oh, nothing. Stop it, you two. I'm trying to unscramble this situation. Good one, handyman How? No, I just mean don't make her angry while I'm trying to make her see reason. Wait a Mickey Dot. Handyman How, did you tell them where I I... No, no, no. All he said was that you were very shy when he met you. But then you came out of your shell. Handyman how? You did tell him I came out of an egg? Well, that does it! You'd better not get captured by any more robot ballerina baboons because next time I won't help you. And in a flash, Jane Sarah ducked into the toolbox and it shot off into space at an amazing speed. She's gone! Oh, well then, everything's okay after all. What? Everything's not okay. Handyman How, you still haven't gotten the toolbox back. I can't believe Jane Sarah is the one that stole the toolbox. Stole it? That's a harsh way to put it. 
It's more like, well, do you two know what a joyride is? No. It's when you do something a little bit wrong, but you do it for fun. And it's something that doesn't really hurt anybody. It's just a little rebellious. A joyride is just kicking up one's heels a bit. I think that's what Jane Seurat is doing. Did you notice how many times she said she was having fun? So you're not mad at Jane Seurat for taking off with the toolbox? Of course not. I'll catch up to her and get it back. Oh, she's clever, but not so clever as Handyman Howe. But what if the universe needs fixing again before you get the toolbox back? I'm sure it will. But you know, Mary, there's more to the universe than fixing things. Things need to get broken sometimes, too, or the universe won't work at all. You always leave me with a lot to think about, Handyman Howe. Wonderful! Thinking's good for you. Just don't forget to have fun, too. Now, I really must be off if I'm going to catch up with that assistant of mine. Okay, let's go! Mary, thank you for your help. You too, Briscoe. But I think I'm going to continue chasing Jane Seurat on my own, now that I know she's okay. But... She's a clever girl, Mary. And getting the toolbox back may take some time. And you have school, and Briscoe has uh, whatever Briscoe does. Besides, it will be more challenging chasing her on my own. I love a good challenge. But how will you go after her without the toolbox? Don't worry. I called a cab. And there it is. Take care, Mary Farfisa. Hasta la horsey, Briscoe. Bye, Handyman Howe. Bye, Handyman Howe. They're an odd pair, Handyman Howe and Jane Seurat. They certainly are. They're very strange. Shall we go home now? Little girl who chases sounds in space and never takes her helmet off? Sure, talking horse who flies and collects old records. And that's my report on what happened the last time we saw Handyman Howe. I hope you found something exciting and unexpected in it. You've been listening to Mary Farfisa's Outer Space Radio Theater. Today's episode, Joyride, was written and produced by Jim Sheff. It starred Kara Albach as Mary Farfisa. Oh! Jim Sheff as Briscoe. Hmm. Katie King as Jane Seurat. With an exclamation point! And the amazing James Hasapis as Handyman How. Not Handyman Where, not Handyman Why, and definitely not Handyman Who. Thank you, Handyman How. Mary Farfisa and today's Mary Farfisa's Outer Space Radio Theater Adventure are copyright 2017 by Jim Sheff, all rights reserved. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha,